coming from Disney Adult Pictures comes Mona. What the fuck? Disney Adult Pictures. I want that to be a thing now. If Ratadoomy's not a movie. Oh my already. god, that's great. What did you say? Ratadoomy? <laughs> that's well done. I can't I can't even be mad. That was great. Ratadoomy. <laughs> What a year. What a year. Mm. What do we mm. think 2021 is going to give us? God, hopefully. Vaccines. Yeah, hopefully less <laughs> quarantine. A girlfriend. Don't you have one of those? I want a keeping it. Her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, if in case anyone's curious about that what was Greg a Freudian wants, nip slip. I'm gonna I'm gonna isolate that for blackmail. Yeah. In case anyone <laughs> wants to know what Greg wants out of 2021, just rewind it about 45 seconds. Fantastic. <laughs> it's as long as it takes. So we're gonna. <laughs> so for this week's deep dive, we are into the new year, deep inside of it, oh, and yeah. we are going to make predictions, which mm. we will probably be horribly wrong, or we're gonna nail it, or we're gonna nail it. Probably Ryan's gonna nail it. I just his blind luck at picking things where we try really hard to pick things and fail he doesn't try and succeeds yeah fantastic sure doesn't work a lot so we have 13 different things 13 different questions and we're going to uh get some answers now we're going to to change who starts uh and you are more than welcome to prices right the person before you if the you know the answer requires a number are we doing prices right rules we're closest without going over yes all right. Fuck. In some of these. So we'll, we'll talk about each one as we go through. Right. But, Perfect. Um, but we want to see what 2021 brings. We're going to see, you know, uh, the the continuation of our our next gen, or should I say current gen consoles, because mm-hmm. they are the current gen consoles. As it stands. Uh, we're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about Bezos, of course. Have to. Of course. Yep. Um, a bunch of things. So we're going to start with uh, our first question, and we're going to start with... Tyler, mm. and go counterclockwise. Very good. Which console will sell more units in 2021? So at the end of the year, what will be the highest selling console of 2021? Mm. Now, your choices could be Xbox Series X, PS5, Stadia, Switch, Switch Lite. The digital versions in, Are, included in that as well? Yeah. I would just say when we look at consoles, combining them, just okay. like so. Total units sold for the current gen. Yes. Okay. Are we including Switch in that? Because they've already gotten a massive head start. I'm just saying for 2021. Just 21? Yeah, as 21 sales. Yep. So, so at January 1st, Nintendo has started over. We're going to count the number of units sold that year. Mm. I, I know which one I think is going to do it. I'm going to say the PlayStation unit. PlayStation okay. 5. Yeah, the PlayStation 5 unit. Yep. Ryan? I, I would also say the PlayStation 5. They just have so much more going for them. Mm-hmm. So many more uh, uh, exclusives. Now, that being said... I'm going to explain mine once we all put it Yeah, we're going to explain once we're done. Should I stop then? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, fantastic. So you say PS5. Mm-hmm. You say PS5. Mm-hmm. God, I really want to say Stadia. Um, just to kind of just whip it out of left field right off the bat. Mm. You know that's um, not going to work. But I'm going to go Xbox. All right, Explain. Uh, let me tell you why you're wrong. Okay. I don't, so I don't think there's going to be just one device Microsoft is going to be focusing on selling. 
I think they're going to come out with that streaming dongle. I think they're going to be putting Game Pass in things. I don't think there's going to be as much of a reason to buy an Xbox. I don't see Sony putting that much into it this year into like other subscription services and stuff. So I think they're going to be putting most of their work into the console itself. And then if we see the the hard drives, the NVMe drives drop in price, people will be able to expand the storage. There's going to be more going for it. That being said, I was torn between the PS5 and the Switch because Nintendo's selling power, man. Yikes. But I, I think... But he already has one, though. True, but there are more people. There, I think they may be launching another one. I don't know, but Nintendo's always real sneaky. Yeah. So they just It just drops randomly. Right. Um, I agree with the PlayStation 5. Um, I look at it more from a... Not only just a historical standpoint, they have statistically and historically always outsold Microsoft on consoles. Um, and, I, and part of it is because of the exclusivity market that they have. There is a substantial amount of games that you can only get on PlayStation 5. Um, <clears throat> you have a lot of the diehard PlayStation fans that came from back when their multiplayer was free. Now, that being said, I do think Microsoft is going to sell more Xbox. It's going to be a closer match this year than in recent years, uh, especially with Microsoft's acquisition of some pretty big landmark game developers like Bethesda, and uh, they got a couple other ones this year, I believe. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting, but I do think as long as Microsoft does not make Skyrim or Fallout Xbox exclusive, PlayStation will win. See, I think it's going to be Xbox only because right out of the gate, PS5 dominated. I believe PS5 doubled the number of sales. If you look at, like, I think US alone, it was like, you know, or worldwide, it was like three million to one and a half, whatever it was. It was mm -hmm. double. But I think that this year, Xbox catches up primarily because there are a lot of people that will wait for holiday of next year to buy their consoles. We will also be out of, hopefully, the COVID funk by then, and the economy will be back to some form of normalcy. Um, and I think you have to look at, you know, there are people who will always buy day one, and by day one I mean quarter one, you know, within the first few months. And then there are the people like me who will usually wait a year for that to come out. And I think that will benefit Xbox, because I think when you see uh, some of the services that Xbox is will be rolling out, you will see people not only migrate to those devices, but also to the Xbox as a whole, because people like to have, you know, one household products in terms of being an Amazon household or being a Google household or being a Mac household or being a PC household. Uh, so I think that you will see that draw come to that. And I think Xbox will pull out an exclusive surprise somewhere in the late summer with the fall yeah. saying whatever launch is going to be an exclusive. Um, that will pull people. But ultimately, I think at the end of the lifetime, you'll still see PS5 being the winner. Um, but for this year alone, I think it will be Xbox. I definitely I definitely think <laughs> that lifetime PlayStation will win it, but I think as far as 2021 is concerned, because so many of their games are supposed to release next year, I think we'll, we'll see more traction on PlayStation. Great. So for our next one, we're going to start with Ryan and go counterclockwise. Mm. Let's do what it. What will be... Too early prediction, game of the year this year. Wow. Yeah, it's a tough one. That really is because half the shit that's probably mm. going to be nominated isn't even out yet. Mm -hmm. um, that's the point of this whole thing, right? <laughs> I know. Because like, my heart wants to say, even though it was released this year, 
Cyberpunk. Um, I don't even know if it would even be considered for a nomination because it didn't, it wouldn't it, have made nominations for 2020, so it should be on the nomination I, for 2021. I think, it, I think it will, and the the Series X and PlayStation 5 versions still haven't come out yet. So True. So I think, provided that they do well and continue on their trend of getting things back on track, getting things fixed, because they have been doing well, slow, but good, I do think Cyberpunk will should 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 take it because yeah uh, it's really tough because we don't know what else is going to be coming out because like ragnarok could drop and that could take it i don't think ragnarok's going to with how little they've shown about it that's fair horizon though horizon's supposed to launch next year mm-hmm. that could definitely take it but you're going with cyberpunk i'm gonna go with cyberpunk okay i am going with horizon <laughs> you son of a bitch i just i just looking at it i think it's going to slay I think it's going to have a much better um, launch. I would give it to Ragnarok if I knew anything about it, but because we know so little, I think it's going to be 2022. Again, the cutoff, I believe... Um, September, I think. Yeah, and starting like... The, it would be like November something of 2020 to, yeah. to September. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be Horizon. <clears throat> I was really torn between Horizon and Far Cry 6. Um, I think Horizon would take but it. But I think Horizon takes it. Yeah, no, as much as I like Far Cry, I don't think that's going to, unless they do something drastically different, which, to be fair, even what they've already shown with Giancarlo Esposito, they've already... They could, they've upped the yeah, game. Yeah, mm. we, we don't know too much aside from what we've seen from that initial trailer, and that's that's the, the tough part about this one category is right. there's still a lot of unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, Horizon probably will take it. If I revisit my, my list here in six months, I might change my mind. Absolutely, right. that's the fun part of this. Yeah. We're going to so, be wrong. Yay! Um, I think... Um, it's mostly me being optimistic. I think Halo Infinite, truthfully. Figure that one. We, yeah. Because if it, if it launches, it could. The, yeah, if it launches. It, as of right now, it's scheduled for fall 2021. Yeah, um, which isn't even a date. So so what they've shown already, graphical uh, missteps aside, the idea of an open world Halo game That's pretty is awesome. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. If, if they can deliver it even a little bit of what it looks like they're going to be, if they don't cyberpunk it, uh, it'll be great. But I mean, yeah, I I could I could see it going to cyberpunk. I don't know about game of the year, truthfully. What about Ratchet and Clank. I don't think that's game of the year worthy. That's I mean, I think good... it's worthy of a lot of awards. It's not game of the year. I don't think. All right, so so far we've got cyberpunk, Horizon, Halo. Yes, I think it's a it's a pretty good trio. One I of agree. us will get close. Probably. I think. I think at least. By definition, we're all going to be close. At, yeah. least, <laughs> at least one of those will be nominated. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think all three of them will be nominated. if Because Cyberpunk's already out. If Horizon launches, which it's supposed to next mm-hmm. year, and if Halo launches, they'll all be nominated. Yep. Probably. All right, great. So uh, starting with me for this next question, in what month will Cyberpunk be labeled fixed? Meaning that it is back on the store, not necessarily that it's got its last hot fix out, but that it is back on the store and stable enough to be run across all the platforms it's meant to be without any big issues. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I am going to predict March. That it's, I figure it's going to be pretty quick, and we can have the same answer, but I, I think it's yeah. going to be fairly quick. Um, I <laughs> think that, again, a lot of this backlash is overblown, but also you know CDPR is going to be you know, their investors are going to be up their ass to get this fixed by Q2. Um, and it's, they want it to be the biggest thing in 2021. 
and they don't have a lot of gigantic releases coming out in the first really quarter or so. So they have some time to really fix it and revamp it and be the boss. Yeah, I'm I'm saying March as well because they they have to. Really, they've already said it's probably going to take till about February to to get everything done. I bet there'll be a lot more things now that you have it in the wild. I bet there's going to be a lot more things they didn't foresee. Um, and fixed, I I think there's going to be. I'm I'm including like having some more features and, and things because fixed is not only the bugs in my opinion. It's the it's the features they just didn't include. Um, that I think they'll have to add back in, like the customization, um, of any aspect, cars or or personal customization, um, or the wall running that they took out super early on, which makes no sense because they're like, oh, it wouldn't. Well, work. we're looking at fixes in terms of can this thing be stable? I mean, I think your stuff will be like more for you know down the line. Be like, I'm hey. still saying March. Okay, I I'm actually gonna say February. Um. I think their their CDPR as much as I I love the the developer themselves I it pains me to see all of the negativity surrounding it but at the same time it pains me to see them fail to deliver on something that they have promised for so long um but I expect that this is such a top priority right now to get not so much fix the bugs to me, if I was in their shoes, the bugs is not the issue to be focusing all of your attention on. You need to be fixing the optimization for the last-gen consoles. Um, so being as that's going to be their focus, and I believe that that is most likely what is preventing Microsoft and Sony from allowing digital purchase on their platforms, as soon as we see that done, where that's going to be the primary focus, they'll be back on the platforms and meet your criteria for being quote-unquote fixed. Uh, I believe we will see that done by February. Uh, I would be shocked if we didn't see the first major update in the next couple of weeks. Cool. <clears throat> All right, so going with Tyler for the next question. Will the cost of Amazon Prime go up? If so, by how much? Now, we have not seen an Amazon price increase since 2018 when it went to $120 a year. Uh, but in lieu of things like Netflix, for example, we're doing a price hike this month. Will we see in 2021 Amazon Prime's cost go up? And if so, by how much? Yes, I think we're going to see it go up. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. I'm just trying to see what it is. 120 Are we are we talking yearly yes. or monthly? Yearly. Okay. It's the it's. It's twelve bucks a month. Thir thirteen a month. Is it thirteen a month? Mm -hmm. Okay. Or so yeah, we're assuming just based off of a one year subscription. Mm -hmm. Um, let me see. So I first of all, yeah, I'm 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 just trying to do the math on what I think it's going to go to. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just took the yearly away. Truthfully, um, so that would make it. What, a hundred and... <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I bet 46? we see the... I think we see the... I think we see the monthly or the yearly go up to... And here's Tyler doing math. 150. <laughs> I think we see the, the yearly go to 150, the monthly go to 15. Okay. Ryan. Um... I'm going to take a gamble and say it's not going to change. I don't think we're going to see a change this year. Will we see a change in the next 
three to five years. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the, they're trying to get their drone stuff done, but I don't think we'll see anything this year. Yeah. So I think you're seeing Netflix go up to, is it $13 for their standard subscription? Yep. I think that's right. Yeah. So 156 a year. Yep. I think that Amazon is going to increase the prime, but I think it's only going to go up by $20 to 139 per year. Therefore they can come in under Netflix. Um, but they're going to boast the broad spectrum of things that it can do with the shipping and the music and the video and all that kind of stuff. Their costs are going up. They're doing more and more with their video. They had an exclusive NFL game this mm-hmm. year, which they probably paid for a uh, lot. They've had the failure of games in the past that they probably have to recoup costs for. So you're going to see it go up, but I think they're still going to try and stay competitive and go say, hey, it's only 20 bucks a month, but look at the, what you get. True. So, well, that's exactly why I think it's going to go up just a little bit. Luna. They're going to bundle Luna into everything. Yep. And that's been working really well for Game Pass with Microsoft. So I think with Amazon trying to get into that thing, like, hey, you're going to pay for Prime shipping, the videos. I don't know. I think you can get the, the does the NFL games come included in the Amazon subscription? I believe at that so, point? yeah. Now you have gaming. Like, look, you can come to Amazon for everything. And, hey, do you have Fire devices? You can get those. Like, there's just a lot to bundle into that value to have them just, if they go, hey, you can get all of this and just get it into this little thing solely because Microsoft did that exact same thing when they had Xbox Gold and they had Game Pass and they merged the two together for <laughs> substantially less money. So that's, I, I think it will go up and I think they're going to bundle all of their stuff together. It's ironic you say that because when Microsoft actually did it, it's ultimately the same price that you were paying for both, except for the Gold membership was ha- <clears throat> half price. Because it was Game Pass was ten dollars and then Gold was ten dollars, so now you just saved five bucks, half the well, price on Gold. Uh, it's fifteen dollars a month for yeah, Ultimate. Yeah, because I Bye. think yeah, because that one because I think Ultimate before because there was Game Pass and there was Game Pass Ultimate. Ultimate, which at the time just got you PC, was fifteen dollars. Right. Ultimate's price has never changed. But it didn't. I think back in the day, what it didn't give you gold, did it? No, Game it didn't pa- give you gold. Right. It just gave you the the access to the PC gaming and the Game Pass library. So, so now they put everything under that fifteen dollar umbrella. So I think I think we'll see Amazon do the same, but with more because it's, they can offer. It's more. possible. I I don't think we're actually going to see a change. Um, they have their hands in a lot of a lot of different pots right now. So I I don't know. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see a change. It's it's also significantly. A, They've made a fuckload of money this year. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's a thing for money. I think. I think it's to get Luna out there because there's already a lot of people who have Prime. They're not trying to sell people on Prime with Luna. They're trying to sell Luna on people with Prime. Right. I, I think a more likely option, <clears throat> at least in my opinion, would be that now you just get Luna. If you're a Prime member, you get Luna. Maybe Could be, or for new Prime members. Yeah, you know? new Prime members yep. get Luna, and if so, if you want to get it, and you're already a Prime member, you. Maybe you have to pay extra. I don't know. but All right. So starting with Ryan, who will be the cloud gaming leader by the end of the year? I fuck. I should have read that question before I gave my <laughs> whole speech. Uh, this I'm could saying, be a short one. I'm saying Microsoft. With Me Game too. Pass. I mean, I'm saying Microsoft. Kind of a no-brainer. Middle East Stadia is coming in pretty, pretty strong. Is it, though? I mean, stronger okay. than anything else. It's coming in loudly because they keep giving out fucking promos. That is true. Uh, NVIDIA. GeForce Now, that's hands down going to be the better one. What do they have? What do you mean, what do they have? For games? Oh, is that the thing you were telling me about before where you buy the game and you can 
you don't have to do the processing. It just streams it to your whatever. Yeah, you use you use an NVIDIA rig, basically. But it basically transforms any device into... A PC. A PC. Yeah, and the best part about it, if you buy the games, they're your games. You can just use them if you have a PC or you get a PC... You can use them on the PC as well, like without just install it and run it that way. I mean, great idea, but at the same time, I think Microsoft's name and the fact that you already have Game Pass and what they're going to be doing with XCloud and with all that stuff, I think by the end, of, I think Nvidia might be, you know, maybe in twenty twenty two, but for twenty twenty one, I think Microsoft. Plus, they, that's they just, a good point, though. They just that is looped balls. in that. Yeah, I forgot about that actually, but they with. Game Pass, they just looped in EA Play, so now you have all of their I, library. Yeah, I think you're. I I just think that. As it stands currently, for the market going into 2021, Microsoft still just has that super level, super stable foothold. GeForce is probably going to come and shake up the market in 2021. I do still think Microsoft will come out on top. Are they, 2022, though, I agree. 2022, we'll probably see things shift for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think ultimately, <laughs> I think it'll come down to NVIDIA, Microsoft, and Amazon. I think Google gets Amazon's going to have to do a lot. With theirs. But they're Amazon. They're massive. They're already in so many homes. That's true. They they definitely have the market for it, for sure. They just need to get the material and the content. And Google keeps shitting the bed on their availability. I don't think Google's going to do anything with theirs. All right, so next one, starting with me. Which provider will have the most 5G coverage by the end of 2021? I'm going with T-Mobile. Because, well, actually, we'll wait. <laughs> Okay. Tyler. I'm torn between two. I'm going to say Verizon for sure. Ironically, Verizon and T-Mobile are the two that I was torn between because they're both expanding the market as quickly as they can. I'm going to say Verizon uh, just because I think Verizon is a bit more well-known. People are hopping on their bandwagon a little bit harder, at least from what I see. We're in a pretty Verizon heavy area. So. We are. I, mm -hmm. So I think the reasoning behind it is because, I mean, AT&T used to be it, but mm. with the AT&T merger, you know, with Sprint, T-Mobile's hop. So it's between T-Mobile and Verizon. The thing with Verizon is that their 5G is better, but it's only because Verizon has been doing their millimeter wave rollout, which mm. means that it only works in, like, if you look on their map, like certain hotspot yeah, areas. You have to go to a specific city, right. basically. And so, you know... The whereas T-Mobile was focused on sort of expanding their network, so they had more footprint, but it was on a lower level. It was on a lower performance level, lower band. But now T-Mobile's switching to upgrading that to a mid-band 5G, and their footprint's already established, whereas Verizon's going to have to get out of this bullshit metro area stuff and start to expand and build the footprint and get up to the speed level, whereas I think T-Mobile's already there. And T-Mobile, in terms of coverage, already has more coverage, period, um, but is going to start to expand more in, in terms of that, that speed and have a better footprint by the end of the year. That's a solid argument. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, though, with Verizon, because they're not in a lot of areas, but they do have some areas that are they're just they're keeping the signal small to cover those areas. Once they get everything squared away and they get a more stable infrastructure, I'm sure that they could blow up that network like nobody's business. I'm sure Verizon has more money to throw at the problem too. So. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's really all going to depend on yeah who can who can throw the money at buying the spectrum, right, and availability for yeah. it, and the, who can who can get the towers up faster. It's going to be one of the, yeah, it's going to be one of those two. I mean, it really is between them. Yeah, I don't think it'd be, I'd be shocked if anybody else even came close. It'll well, be between those two. I'd be curious to see if the the 
the previously defunct AT&T and T-Mobile merger has any I more mean, traction this maybe, year. Maybe there was a lot of capital on the table when they made it happen. Maybe they have some liquid assets to go and put up some towers. Who knows? Or maybe T-Mobile maybe T-Mobile is the Shits big, the bed super hard. No, who knows? <laughs> maybe they'll be the biggest swing and dick in the opportunity. In the, maybe they're in the, the ones who make the investment to make it happen. Maybe. Who knows? All right, so starting with Tyler. How many more gaming companies will Microsoft buy by the end of 2021? Because everyone's buying gaming companies and they're consolidating. How many more? Seven. All right, wow. fantastic. Okay. Yeah, my number has absolutely no no base in research, so. Yeah, my, mine doesn't either. Um, I'm going to say three, uh, but I think they're going to be huge. And I'm going to say five. All right. Mm. Who, who do you think is the first one they're going to try and buy? So I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft makes some kind of deal with Tencent to absorb some of their stuff. That's uh, possible. Yeah, because yeah. Tencent's so, holding so much now. Um but, I mean, with Microsoft already having Bethesda under its belt, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run at maybe Take-Two. I See, mm. I think they're going to make a push for Rockstar. Mm, could do. I think well, they're going to Well, Take-Two is the parent company, isn't it? Oh, is yeah, it? Rockstar, yeah. Is it? Oh, I didn't know yep. that. Then, yeah, Take-Two. Yeah. yeah. I think Take-Two... Take-Two owns a ton of shit. Plus, they're a massive... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Fuck. Yep, that word. Yeah, oh, so good. Uh, producer. They're a massive producer for all the uh, major developers. So they, they have stake in like every developing company out there. Yeah, so I would see, you know, maybe something big like that. But I would also see, you know, maybe companies that we don't know of or haven't heard of yet that they do. But, I mean, it's also going to be the point that they have to run the balance between that and now uh, this whole antitrust stuff. How big is too big? Yeah, right. But I think that won't pl- come into play until 2022. So they're going to grab as much as they can in 2021 and then deal with the legality later. I, yeah, and maybe that's going to be part of the reason why some of these bigger development companies are willing to look at potential buyouts for portions of their company because of the antitrust thing. Yep. So. Yeah, and I don't know if the antitrust thing is going to come into play not not so a hard in the lot. gaming industry, I don't feel. It, but it, it honestly could. it it depends. I think they are. I think they're walking a, a fine line here. I think that's probably why they're being pretty cagey about mentioning like console exclusives. Because I think if they own the um, they own the companies and they still then operate effectively autonomously at that point, then I don't think there's an issue about antitrust. Because I think because like if this will be the first big big test with um, Bethesda and what ZeniMax yeah. um, being owned by Microsoft will now see those big games that were previously for all consoles. Is that going to raise an issue with like exclusivity and stuff? So yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see that, but I think seven because indie developers, man, like I think they're going to scoop yeah. a handful of those. That still counts. That's true too. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing with the Bethesda, the, the Bethesda purchase though is they've already well, I forget who it was. Uh, what's the CEO of uh, Xbox? Oh, I forget. Bill Spencer. Yes. yes, Bill Spencer was. Uh, it was either Bill Spencer or Todd Phil. Howard. Phil Spencer. Yes, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Phil Howard. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. It was Phil either, Spencer Howard. It was either Phil Spencer or Todd Howard. I forget which one of them it was. At a they did a an interview with Kotaku and they were basically saying it's Phil. Was it Phil? Okay. They were basically saying that while it's not necessarily going to be an exclusive game, that's not what they're going for, it will be available on Game Pass on day one for both Elder Scrolls Six and the new Fallout right. once that actually drops. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So we'll going to the next one, starting with Ryan. When will the tech shortage end? And I mean specifically current-gen consoles. So currently we're seeing shortages across the board on both consoles. 
when will we see that they're in enough supply that there's enough for everybody? Probably Q3. Are you looking for a quarter or are you looking for a specific month? Month. month? So you're saying uh, like July, August, like end of summer? Uh, beginning of fall. So September. Okay. I'm going to say September. I'm going to say May. Oh, okay. April. Really? Yeah. So looking at the shortages, like the issues that they were having, I know that there are shortages that they're having trouble, especially with the pandemic, getting things together and that there was a, a talk about, you know, getting things sort of back to pace by March, meaning that by April, May, June, somewhere in there, you'll start to see hopefully, you know, supply exceed demand. So that's why I'm going off that. That's fair. I, I think September, because as we know, the shortages have been primarily affected by the pandemic and everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and with vaccines rolling out, hopefully the market will start to stabilize again. I don't expect to see true market stability again until June. Well, plus you also have the beginning of tax refund. Exactly. Where there too. might be more demand now for these consoles going into February, March, April, which would increase, you know, the need for the supply. Right. So I, I see where we'll, we'll see an equilibrium between the market leveling out and the demand finally dying to a manageable level around the early fall, September timeline. So I personally just can't wait for the day where we see the scalpers just with an overabundance Oh, the freaking the people who bought thirty five hundred next gen consoles and they're just scalping the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I hope that they still have the inventory till when you have to sell them for retail price. Yep, less less than retail less. price because now they're used. Yeah, yeah. Now they're not new. <laughs> yeah. All right. So starting with me, for the next question: How many blockbuster movies will go same day streaming release? So we're okay. seeing. Can we at least establish a baseline? Because I don't even know how many blockbuster movies even come out a year. That's fair. I don't either. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would. I would probably say even if you do one a weekend for the movies, it's fifty-two. You know, That's so fair. I would say there's probably around sixty or sixty to sixty to eighty that come out a year. You know, maybe that's probably on the low end too. Yeah. Um. But when we go straight. to st- same day streaming release. I mean, I'm already looking at HBO. We talked about HBO Max. Yep. Which at least looking at those blockbuster blockbuster ones, there were probably about five or six. You know, you have Dune and Wonder Woman and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think movie companies, as soon as this is pandemic is over, is are going to be like, all right, and we're done with that. So see ya. So I'm gonna go ten. Ten. I was go thinking. Low. I'm gonna. S- uh, me now. Yeah. I'm gonna say thirty. I was also gonna say thirty. Um, just, yeah, just because I, I, I feel like, yeah, we've seen the shift and yeah, I, I know a lot of them are going to want to go back to bringing people into the theaters and all this and that. But I also think a lot of the production companies are going to be like, we didn't have to pay for these movie theaters to have the movie. We got, we worked out a deal with these streaming services more people are seeing the movie, which means we're making more money. So because half the people are already seeing, they already have these streaming services, it's better for the consumer. Uh, they can watch in the comfort of their home. I, I just think there's a lot of benefits where you're still going to see a lot. You're going to see a, a big shift this year where a lot more are going to be coming out on the streaming services on release. Maybe not on release, but, uh, well, I actually think they will be on release. So Yeah. Yeah. I agree. No. Yeah. You don't think so? Fantastic. 
All right, great. <laughs> I just think they're they're money hogs. They are. They are for sure. They are something where yeah, it seems nice right now, but at the same time, movie theaters pay to have those reels and make so much money off of you know concessions and things like that. That as soon as there's any hint that it's safe to go back to the theaters, you're gonna see production companies start to pull that back, which is why it was so shocking that Amazon, uh, HBO made this deal for the whole year, not knowing what was going to happen. But, you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So well, that's why I, I think that they've set a, they've set a trend now. A wave has been created and I think you're going to see it follow. I think they wouldn't have done that deal without some numbers. I think they probably have a higher profit margin selling directly to the consumer and having a rental and a service and a streaming There's that way. There's got to be less overhead with that. Well, because the, the, the production, the publishing studios don't give a fuck what the overhead of the theaters are. They go, hey, we'll show you our movie. You pay us. You figure out the rest. Right. Like, you figure out paying your employees right. and selling the concessions. Whereas business. now it's probably just like a single uh, HBO pays them this much, and for every block of viewers that they hit, numbers-wise, they probably get a bonus, which is easy money for them. So Yeah, probably, yeah. And, as, I mean, yeah, and if they haven't if they haven't seen piracy or anything go up, which is do especially streaming but there's i don't think hbo makes that deal if they don't see something in the numbers sure. to make and sense. we don't know the, de- you know, no, the no, deal God details no. so no, no, no. it could be be like oh yeah that makes sense i okay. would say yeah we're either going to see more and more people do it or hbo is going to die so because H- no no HBO movie won't die <laughs> no but i'm just saying because no <laughs> movie take producer yeah, yeah they'll take a hit because no movie producer will want to release with them if they want it in the theaters so all right so starting with tyler next one who will have a larger cpu server footprint intel or amd Intel is leading right now. Intel, oh, Intel. is, yeah, Intel is the... Enterprise-level server? Wait, what, you mean server or just CPU footprint kind of overall? No, 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 server. Like server. enterprise, oh, okay. like business, you know, that uh, kind of thing. Like big oh, oh, server. Uh, AMD. Server specifically, AMD. Okay. Uh, Intel. I'm also going Intel. I think Intel, that's where they're making their bread right now. I think it's going to shrink by the end of the year, and AMD Agreed. might overtake them after that. But AMD's still not there yet. I think that's yeah. what's you know Intel's going to hold on to that server because that's what it's got. That's all it has. They're going to throw everything they can at their server. Not true. They are in that new KFC console. Oh so. right, yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I agree. Uh, AMD does have some enterprise grade server technology out there with their CPUs. They have a couple sixty four core CPUs and some. They've partnered with uh, I think MSI to make some. Uh, compatible motherboards to run dual CPU configurations. So, um, but that being said, Intel's been in the game way longer. They have a lot more securities, a lot more, uh, a bigger book of business. People recognize their product. They recognize their quality. They recognize their support st- structure around their product. AMD, I think, is going to climb, and Intel's portion of the market share is going to shrink. But Intel will still come out on top this year. I mean, AMD is still expanding with Amazon with their Epic servers. True. Um, they're going, I think, in August, they just expanded out to more countries. Um, it depends on how how big they're and how fast their expansion is. Agreed. That's we're we're be... expecting expansion, but we're expecting it slower. You're yeah. expecting it quicker. I, I'm expecting the, the fight into the enterprise market to be much more difficult for them because Intel has such a firm grasp on it right now, and it's the last line of defense that they have. They've already lost the consumer level gaming market because AMD just crushed. Them. I wouldn't say lost because Intel still has a massive footprint, yeah, but it's and already we'll, shrunk. It's by shrunk, 24%. but we'll, and we'll have to see Zen Three sort of make a bigger inroad throughout the year to see how the consumer level. But if, if they're as good as they state and as we think, and yeah, Intel's sort of on its back heels, and they have to sort of 
They have you to know, answer. Somehow. They're battling on two fronts. They're battling on the consumer front, and they have to sort of strengthen their hold on the enterprise front. Yeah, yeah. I think I think with AMD kind of expanding out to more countries, being the backbone of Amazon's AWS. Yeah, but yeah. that but that's also saying you know AMD is gonna have to pull in some big hosses in order to. That's to what make I'm it saying. Down. They're gonna have to swing over some of these massive clientele that Intel has had in their back pocket. Now, for Now Amazon's long time. good. If they can, you know, build on the Amazon stuff and Amazon's like, Bezos is like, they're good. People will be like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, if you're able to win over Amazon, they're already... In December, Intel announces that their servers are switching over to AMD processors. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just really well, good. Well, aren't they in a portion of Google, too? AMD? Yeah, I thought they uh, were. They had, they had like, one, one, one yeah, there was server one that thing. they have. Yeah. I mean, hell, if they can get in, they're already in the door with Google. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a struggle, and I think that they're going to expand slower in the enterprise market. Then they will in the because consumer grade, man, I have a feeling consumer grade we're gonna see because they were at like twenty four or twenty nine percent of the market according to Steam was AMD processors versus Intel. I have a feeling that's gonna come much closer to fifty fifty and might yeah, actually tip probably to like AMD. by thirty five forty by the end of the year maybe yeah. by the end of the year after if that. not it'll tip to AMD. Yep. So all right, so starting with Ryan. Will translucent phones be in the pipeline by the end of the year? With the advent of foldable technology and, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of that touchscreen technology becoming, you know, reality, will we see it in the pipeline? And by pipeline, I mean hints of it roadmap. being in development, in the roadmap, not necessarily a fully functional model, but we're seeing, you know, plans, uh, possible, you know. Rumors, um, things that they're working on. Patents, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yes. That, that level of stuff that you're talking about, yes. Okay, I'm going to say no. Tyler? No, probably not. And I said no just because we're still barely into the foldable. Like, in, in 2021, you're going to see probably more of the foldable increase. But, I mean, translucent is that next step. And I think it's going to be a couple of years, at le maybe the end of 2022, beginning of 23 that we see that. But I think this year's too early. I mean, because I'm just trying to think of, so why would you want a translucent phone? Marketing teams will tell me. Um, they sure will. But I got to wonder, do you do you try to rebrand that and try to get that going when you're just kind of cresting that hill on the, the different form factors, like the LG Wing, the Samsung Fold, the... But you're talking about a, just phone. a completely different form factor. Where the hell is everything going to be held? Is it going to be like at the bottom and it just kind of bloop? Zips up like well. See, here's the thing, right? We're not talking about a release model phone. We're talking about what is effectively an idea, an on paper idea, which I I believe that will have. I mean, these companies have to be looking towards the future, sure. right? They have a ten year plan. They have a roadmap for things that they want to try and accomplish in X amount of time. I have a feeling that I mean, we've all seen the movies, right? Everybody wants a translucent phone. Everybody wants something along those lines. That's where the market, we want the market to go. The companies know this and they're making strides for it. Will we see anything of an announcement? Absolutely not. Right. There's The technology is not there. No, we're just saying strictly but hints talking of an idea. about it, like, we're, hey, this is something cool that we want to do. I bet we will probably see some stuff this, about that. This one we'll probably see in a few weeks at CES, truthfully. Yeah, I know. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, know, right? We just get shit on completely by CES. <laughs> All right, so me for this next one. How many foldable phones will be released this year? Now, I will augment this by saying not just foldable, but any type of curvature technology, be it the rollout one or ones that maybe roll up like a piece of paper, like a joint, you know, like, hey, here's a phone you can smoke. Um, <laughs> like, would the wing be considered in this too? 
Yeah. It is foldable to like the it fits the guidelines. Okay. Yeah, some that kind of form the expanding factor. footprint phone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how bigger. many foldable phones, meaning specific model types, will be released? Excuse. So yep. not like foldable one and foldable two, or or is that what you're talking yeah. about? Okay. All right. If yep. they're if they're different devices, if you can pay for two different things, I assume carrier agnostic, whatever. Yep. We're not doing like the T-Mobile version. Yeah. Of. No. 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 Um, I'm gonna go with eight. Oof. All right. Five. I was also going to say five. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the my biggest thing, too, is like Samsung holds these patents for some of this technology. So these other people are going to have to either create something totally new, similar, but that has yeah, different patents. That just sort of outside the level of or legality. something completely new. But I'm also expecting like three of these to be Samsung, you know, with maybe a Fold 3 and a Fold 3 XL and a Fold right. 3 Lite or whatever. Plus, you know. Uh, things like maybe updates from LG and someone releasing, you know, uh, a, a shitty version of like a clamshell flip, like the Razor or the updated one like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you guys are more realistic with five, but I'm gonna be bold and yeah, say I definitely eight. I definitely because it's close without going older over. So if it's six, I win. Yeah, I definitely I definitely expect uh, Samsung to release probably at least one. LG is gonna release at least one. I'd like to see that rollable one come out with a new one. That would be fucking dope. Yeah. Razor's going to do something stupid, I have no doubt. And then I'm hoping we get some random outlier. I think I think Samsung's going to have their Fold 3, yep. probably a Fold 3E, like a, a more affordable version, something less premium feel maybe to two. it. Maybe Maybe they'll have a bigger one. Um, I don't think they'll make a bigger one. I, I, I The phone's so fat when you so fold chunky. it up. Um, I think we see LG kind of honing on the wing. Uh, I think we see Motorola do their razor and then something fucking weird. Yeah, something someone's so gonna, out there. Someone's going to do something You're going to see the joint phone. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. So last one starts with Tyler. How many NFL games will be on exclusive platforms next year? Meaning. So, for example, Amazon Prime has streamed 11 Thursday night football games alongside the TV one, but they mm-hmm. had exclusive rights to last week's Niners-Cardinals game that you could only see on Amazon. You've seen in years past, I believe it was Yahoo, um, had an exclusive rights that you could only watch it on there. I think Twitch, I think, might have had one that you could only watch a certain game on Twitch. So how many... So I think this year it might have only been just the one. I think it was. Um, and Because I think it's been like one different person each year. So how many games will be exclusively on those platforms next year? I think three. I would say two. Dick. (laughs) I'm still going to say one. I think they might give another shot to another competitor this coming year. And I'm going to regret saying one Um, just to see, you know, and then next year see a full rollout. But I mean, this is the future of the NFL needs to get into this as much as they can, even if it's just, hey, the Thursday night package is exclusively just for Amazon now. Um, and you might see a deal like that at some point starting in the in, in a year or two. I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think we see that with the antitrust going on right now. That's no, true. I, There's I, I no would, way. <laughs> but there were a lot of complaints about the Amazon Prime stream. I mean, these things are not perfect, so they might give it another year just to do one exclusive and see where it goes. See, I, I, I think we'll see Amazon do it again this year. Just because they have the money to throw at it, and they, they NFL is all about the money. They don't give a right. shit. They like, don't. Hey, they don't give a damn about what you're doing. They just want the money. 
and I be, I think because Amazon was so willing to throw whatever the NFL threw at them for a price, if there's another company, which I know there will be, because there's always companies chopping at the bit to get exclusive NFL games, right? there will be another company that's also willing to pay that price. And it's just, we don't know who it is yet. I think there will be two. I don't see three. I think we see a different. So the games that the game that streamed the Niners cards game um, was that did that require a prime subscription. I think so. Yes. I think we see more games go exclusive to online streaming. I don't think we see a subscription service tied to it. I think we just see it like a pay-per-view thing. No, just the, the eyes you have on it at that point, air that game on Facebook. That's the true. Amount or of, even like YouTube TV. No, oh, that'd be YouTube. A push for YouTube I think TV. I think YouTube in general, but well, like they would do it on YouTube TV. That's like a sixty dollar a month subscription. Well, that's what I think. I don't think they get, hey, do like sign up for a free trial. You get to watch this game or whatever. I think they either use those games to just generate ad revenue on more people than you would have normally. True. Because if you can air Possible. it on Facebook, do you? You're, there's so many people who just don't have cable who would watch the game Absolutely. on Facebook. I probably would. If you run it on YouTube, whatever, I think they just use that opportunity to... Um, yeah, and pay to, a little extra more a month to get it ad-free. Could do Are that. you telling me you wouldn't pay extra to watch I a would. football game with no ads? I absolutely would. Are you kidding me? I To, to not be subjected to the visuals of a nice, cool, crisp Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would... I already pay for all these streaming services. I would pay more for an NFL package to cut the commercials, but that's going to be expensive as shit. Well, don't tell shit. them that. <laughs> that's going to be expensive as shit. Yeah, um, a lot, because they make a lot of money on those fucking commercials. Right. So I think I think we see three. I think we see more of a no barrier to entry, but you're going to get roasted with ads because they can kind of... Like every five minutes, there's going to be an ad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be painful. You can run them picture in picture a little bit easier. Yeah, that's true. All right, That's so a good point. I didn't think of that. Those were our predictions. Those were our 13 predictions for 2021. We're going to find out just how wrong all of us were by the I, end of the year. I or expect, at CES next week. Right. <laughs> I expect at least two of these I've nailed. I think I've got you, at least one. i got a one in 13 shot here. I'm pretty confident about that console one right there and the, uh, the server CPU one. Yeah. I'm pretty confident about that. I'm not confident about any of these. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that some of these are wrong. Yeah, that's oh, about it. I am 100 yeah. percent confident yeah. about that. Fantastic. All right. So, in one month of the year, say goodbye to everybody. June. June, because I, I I fold the peer pressure. <laughs> oh. Goodbye.